And good evening, everybody. It is another edition of Jamal About Sports on a Monday evening. A long-awaited another edition. That is correct. We have taken uh, quite another hiatus. Technical difficulties, of course, being the main culprit. We will continue. And also, we, we lead very, very busy lives, too. And that is true. Although, and not to say that you don't, but in, in my case, my somewhat new job, although it's now coming up on a year and a half, really, uh, really... Really cuts into your leisure time? Well, it, it cut into my leisure time. It really was more the fact that it was um, so uh, mentally taxing um, and frustrating mm-hmm. at times that honestly, the 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 energy required to to, to try. The idea, the, idea, the idea of trying to wrestle with your MacBook Air, which was <laughs> after years now or six months now, I'm sure considered vintage right, by right. the Apple intelligentsia man. <laughs> you know what? It's actually to be fair to Apple, the hardware is not the issue here. Although uh, in, we know in years past it had been. It's not that. It is the website that I had built. For for you know that I had built. You have not had had smashing success with your website. No, well, and 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 it's 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 ironic because when I first started doing these podcasts solo eight years ago now. By the way, we're going. I know. On, I know. I was thinking about that. Right. Yep. Um, I didn't even need a website. There was a way to through the old. MacBook, you could just publish it, a, a link, and just pop it out on Facebook, and it was even a, a, a tech moron like myself could could do it, right? So of course I did it. Even a luddite like yourself. That's correct. Yeah. And, and by the way, I work for the second largest software company in the in the world, just and sell technology for a living, just in, as an aside. Um, but in, in any event, um, yes. So uh, that was very simple. Then I actually called up some site that you know some company that I found on the interwebs. And they built a website for me, and everything was going swimmingly. It was fine. People were listening. I could pu- pu- I could copy and paste the the link, the URL onto Facebook. I could just direct people on Facebook to the uh, and of course this is pre days of Snapchat or before people used stuff like Instagram as anything more than a place to post pictures. So the book was really the the go to the go to social yeah, media right. um, you know platform at the time. Um, then I asked them to make one simple change, and it basically crashed and froze and destroyed my website. So that was that. Which I just par for the course for any correct upgrade to Windows 10, and then your your computer just. But crashes. I mean, you like upgrade or change, right? It just, you know, you can sabotage your entire system. Well, by making something better, you make it worse. demonstrably worse. Right. Correct. Um, so Let's make everything terrible. Right. Exactly. So, uh, so that went by the wayside. Then I found that that web that that site Podomatic. I think we used that for right. a while, which was pretty good. Um, is that the one that then fused? Was the website before that fused your website with the, with your your uh, your domain? Oh, that's else? right. What was that? I forgot all about that. Was through Apple. No, yeah. that was before Podomatic. That was through Apple. That's right. I had some like graffiti artist or yeah. something. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. There was that. Right. Wow. We're really going back in the day now. Anyway, so needless to say, my my my, my luck with uh, the, the 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 means, the medium, the platform to get these podcasts out has has long befuddled me. Right, uh, and also and also probably another issue here at hand. You're not exactly known for your stick-to-itiveness I, I, to, to I, resolve I, such issues. Patience, probably not a strong suit. No, 
That is true. Although, so so to get back to your original point, uh, the the website, the most recent website, was working initially. Then it then then I had to go through all these different sort of machinations just to post a simple podcast. That which is what I told the guy. Why well, I, I I said the website is expressly for one purpose and one purpose only for me to simply, quickly, efficiently and effectively post podcasts to my website. I don't really care about posting content on my website. Not all that interested in putting pictures on my website. So you know what? I'll, maybe I'll do that later, and I'll, and I'll pay you more money for it as we build it out. But for, right but for now, now this is all I want. Well, unfortunately, you know, and I don't know if it was necessarily this guy's fault, but something happened where it be, I had to go through all kinds of steps, and then sometimes it would work and sometimes it didn't, so yes. It got to the point where if I had to spend an hour and a half trying to figure out how to post a damn podcast that we just that has maybe an hour's worth of content on it after working, you know, banging my head against the wall and going crazy just at work, I, I couldn't do it. I needed to just sit on a couch and veg out and watch, you know, a, a Family Guy rerun that I've seen fifty times <laughs> instead. So, so yes. So now we still don't really have a medium in place. I'm going to probably go back to Podomatic and see what that's like. Although that site's annoying because what they do there is they, they don't allow you a, a, enough storage so that I, I have to keep erasing ones to be able to post one. So anytime you get to yeah, a certain – Yeah, it defeats the whole purpose. Right. So anyway, we'll figure it out eventually. I think, I think if Mark Maron could figure it out, we could probably figure it so, out. So, another good question. Good, excellent point, actually. I went to use the, the same service that one Mark Maron uses called Libsyn, which is, would be great, except, of course, there's no instructions on how to actually post a podcast. Too. So I signed up. I paid the money. It wasn't a lot of money. It was 30 bucks or something like that. And But then I couldn't figure out how to, how to use it. And, of course, there's nobody you can actually speak to to help you actually figure something out. So, yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out eventually. We'll get to it. Um, I'm going to try maybe again the website route. I think I've, you know part of the problem is probably I, I tried to do it on the cheap. I probably have to spend more money uh, on it to make it simpler. But uh, in any event, uh, that, of course, to start the show was Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie. And a lot has happened since our last podcast. Well, apropos, obviously, because the, the, the great one himself, the Thin White Duke, this, the Ziggy Stardust, whichever incarnation of Mr. Bowie you uh, you like the most or, or think about the most, of course he's he passed this year. Uh, he really kept that whole illness under wraps. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I obviously, I, you know, I mean, he even went out as, a, as almost as a performance piece. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was a I was a pretty big Bowie fan. I mean, I I wouldn't say I loved everything he did. Um, but I'd probably say when you, have, when you have that long and that collective right. of a career, Correct. some things are going to hit for some people, some things that's are going right. to But that's the guy right. was not afraid to put himself out there. And that's the right. Was just, a, just a chameleon in every sense. That's right. And then, uh, of course, uh, more recently, from a music perspective, uh, uh, Prince Rogers Nelson. Prince Rogers that, that Nelson. Too. Yeah. So I know I'm in the minority here. Highly, highly overrated in my humble opinion. Now. Bear with me here. Bear with me. Yeah, now, you're you're, you're, uh, you're treading on shaky ground. Right I understand now, that. I understand that. Not as I understand he's wildly talented. I'm not disputing that. Name me more than ten songs that are even remotely listenable. G- give me give me more than ten because I can't find them. I mean, most of his albums are terrible. Um, well, also, can, 
keep in mind, he released, I think, 40 albums, 39, 40 albums. You probably only heard, like, a small percentage of okay. stuff. Okay, all right. To be fair. That's fair. That had a prolific output. And then also, he was also Prince the Live Artist, too, which... Unfortunately, I never saw him live. Right. All you have to do is watch these live clips, and just it's mind blowing. Like I and said, everybody who's ever seen Prince live says you, you just, you've never seen anything like it. Well, except for Howard Stern, because when he played a private concert for Howard and and some other you know honored guests in the Illuminati, uh, he insisted on turning the lights off. He, he had a bit of a side to him that was not Prince particularly was, likable. Exactly. So Howard, also, I, mean, I, I was reading a lot of anecdotes by former band members. Yeah, he lived. Eight, that whole Charlie Murphy thing, not even exaggeration. Right. That was, he just lived in his own, he created his own universe, and he, he earned it. Yeah. Uh, he, he earned it, but he, he, was, uh, he was out there. Definitely a complex person, put it that Very way. much so. But no, like I said, dude, I'm not disputing his talent. Obviously, you know, great guitarist, the whole, you know, My Guitar Gently Weeps riff that he did. Um, at, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is insane. I, I'm not saying virtuoso bassist, virtuoso keyboard. I, 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 you know, those I, early albums. That's, that's him playing everything. I, I, as I said, I'm not disputing his, his talent. I'm not disputing at all. I'm just saying that when you when you think of, I mean, his look. Is it Purple Rain alone makes him great? Right. That was a great album. It had seven, eight huge hits off that album. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Some of his earlier stuff. I like some of his earlier stuff. Really I, stuff's great. I like totally Want to Be Your Lover. I like Controversy. I like Erotic City. I like Erotic those songs. Erotic City is, so, is a great jam. song. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, There's a lot more than 10 songs. So I, I'm just saying me personally, I don't can't think I can find more than 10. To me, he's similar to an Elton John or a Billy Joel in that hugely talented, massive catalog, lots of hits, and lots of misses. That, 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 uh, that's yeah, how I, I view it. I don't put no, different I, different genre of music. I'm not saying they're the same he was, genre. He was very, I and mean, he was he was also an eclectic. I mean, he drew. One thing about him is that he had such mass appeal. And, you know, it's uh, yeah. But I think a lot of that was due to his early success, dude. I mean, yeah, look, I mean it may or may not have been, but I think you know. I think you poll nine out of ten people, where, no matter where the, where you're from, you know, what your background is, what kind of music you like. I mean, there are very few. Maybe maybe country music people don't dig him, but I mean, yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, pretty much any hip hop fan, any no doubt. rock fan, any funk fan, any R and B, no fan, doubt. Well, look, know, he was. Maybe. I mean, he drew. He derived, I would say, a lot of influence from Rick James, from uh, oh. Funkadelic Parliament. From a lot of those 70s uh, Grand, funk bands. Actually, Grand Funk Railroad was one of his big uh, influences. Is that right? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that's where he got like some of his gritty side from. They of the we're an American band. Yeah, but before, thing? but yeah, but they were before, before that, before, <laughs> okay. they, before they, were, they were done at that time. Okay, now, their early stuff is really, really raw and nasty. Right, that nobody except for you knows. But nah, nah, yeah, pretty much. Jim probably knows it. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think that's that's his. Most speed. people who grew up in that era, okay, know their stuff. Sixties, yeah, seventies, seventies, Grand Funk Railroad, seventies. Okay, early seventies. Yes, correct. I mean, we're an American band. Was from the seventies. So yeah, they were mid to late seventies. Okay. But they, you know, they, they made their they made their bones in the early seventies. They were selling out Shea Stadium. They were huge. Huh. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so obviously uh, a huge blow though to to the music world, uh, nonetheless. Um. Oh, so apparently Howard told a story about I guess when he was, I you know I guess it's fairly recent because what. Fallon's had the show for what five years or something. 
But I guess apparently he was on Jim. Was it Jimmy Fallon? Maybe it was Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know. It was one of those shows, and the guitarist in the band. No, it wasn't Fallon because that would have been that's the Roots. So it was one of these other shows. Long story short, he he the, the guitarist, whoever the guitarist was, was. Didn't want Prince to use his guitar, and then Prince said, "You know, no, don't worry about it." And then he did, and then he smashed the dude's guitar or something like that. You ever hear that story yeah. or something like that? He, he did a lot of douchey things, put it that way. He, he was not. Uh, he, he was like I said, a complex individual. Yes. Yeah, there's plenty of stories uh, from from his former bandmates who still you know swear by him. Right, just say yeah, he had a side to him. Tough to deal with. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah, apparently he couldn't. He wasn't good at sort of ending relationships. So I guess if he would have like you know. Uh, studio, you know, musicians in on a track or something. And afterwards, he would just really treat them really badly because that was the only way he could separate yeah. or something like that. And uh, but then you hear a lot of actually very good stories about him, where he did a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of charitable donations, right. a, lot a lot of, of time, stuff a lot of stuff that did not get uh, publicized yeah, I mean, that he didn't want to get publicized. His side to him. I mean, he was a yeah, he was a pretty interesting. Yeah, character. I mean, literally going door to door. Yep. I mean, that that in and of itself kind of tells you <laughs> yeah. all you need to know. And the guy was tiny. And it wasn't like he, he grew up in it, though. He Right? He chose to be it later yeah, in life. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's strange, man. He was a strange dude. But, yes, no, d- definitely talented. I just, me personally, like, as I said, I tried to think of ten songs that I liked by him, and I think I got, I got to ten, and that was about it. But that's just me. Yeah. You know. I've got, uh, I have to get that triple CD, you know, all the hits in the B-sides on my, uh, on my iPad. I can right. pull it up and we can come up with, right okay. now, come up with 10 to 20. And also, to be fair, I probably never heard any of those songs even once. So sure. I'm going back to stuff like Bat Dance, which is maybe the worst song ever produced for a, a, a movie. Um, yeah, that, that thing's great. Uh, Sign of the Times. I was not a fan of that song. song. I did not like that song. I did not. Obviously, he also, you know, wrote some great stuff that other people made famous, like Sinead O'Connor and Manic Monday, The Bangles. Nothing compares to you, Sinead O'Connor. But yeah, I mean, look, his, his, as I said, his talent and his impact undeniable. I'm just saying, me personally, didn't, didn't, wasn't a huge fan. Like some of his stuff, wasn't a huge fan. and then that brings us to another very controversial character, obviously the sports world, but also you know more so than that, and that is Muhammad Ali. Yeah. A man has a right uh-huh. to change his name to whatever he wants. Uh-huh. If he wants to be called Muhammad Ali, he should be called Muhammad Ali. Mama Mama name, wait a minute. Yeah. Mama name him Clay, I'm calling him Clay. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the greatest, uh, as he uh, referred to himself. Um, obviously passing away uh, due to probably complications from Parkinson's. I right, guess. right. But you know, I I, I, thought, I, I feared the worst as those reports were. You know, he had been admitted to the hospital. It just uh, Parkinson's is really a nasty disease. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody that the effects of it. I, I, I knew I knew somebody. It's, oh yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, no, it's not great. Oh. It looks pretty pretty horrible. It's, yeah, it's I mean, I've, I've unfortunately I have I've been around somebody who had ALS, and that that's no. That, yeah, either. that's that seems pretty horrendous. That's probably the, the cruelest one because your brain is perfectly fine right. and you know you exactly what's happening just, around you. That's all collapsing on itself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, you know, look, also a very controversial figure. Um, you know, uh, was was known later in life for the last 20, 30 years as you know this kind of humanitarian and um, 
you know, a, a, a voice for social change and, you know, even obviously going way back all the way to his, you know, protest in the Vietnam War when that was not a popular stance to take. Uh, some people thought that, you know, he changed his name and, and went to, you know, the Nation of Islam purely to get out of uh, fighting in Vietnam. I, yeah, I don't think that's the case. I don't think it is either. No, no, no. I think yeah, that's the he, white he, establishment. He got, yeah, no, no, no. He was legit. He was legit. No, that was absolutely legit. He was also a huge jerk and a bully and a complete tool. Other well, also, other well, also, you're, uh, you're also, I'm sure, have been influenced a bit by, uh, by Howard Stern when he would have Joe Frazier on. Actually, Remember, uh, Joe Frazier, well, you know, he had some... He, well, that's... He, Muhammad Ali did not treat him well. Well, that, and that, I mean, obviously, you know, they did, that was mentioned when Frazier used to be a, a guest on Stern. By the way, one of Stern's best guests of all time yeah. is Joe Frazier. But no, I mean, I just, I watched those documentaries about, you know, the Ali-Frazier fights. And I mean, what Ali did to him was, was reprehensible, especially considering the fact that Joe Frazier was a huge influence and played an enormous role in getting Ali to be able to fight after he was in, uh, banned from boxing for three years. Yeah. It was Joe Frazier went to bat for him. You know, calling him an Uncle Tom and a gorilla and all that. I mean, just horrible stuff. Really, you know what? I'm sorry. Just, just, uh, to me, again, you tell the whole story of the person. You don't only focus on the good stuff after somebody dies. You wonder how much of that was, was theater. And I, I think you probably get lost in your character at some point. Uh, you know, yeah. like, you, know you build a persona. You probably, I think a lot of people just get lost in that character. I mean, you got to look at the overall body of work. I, I, I am looking at it. I'm not saying that's all he should be remembered for, but he shouldn't only, he should not right, also right. be remembered you for that either. That's all. Right. Exactly. But, I mean, Which, you know, but then people call him draft dodgers. You should, they, they, they should give. Oh, okay. but I, I'm sure most people that call him draft dodger have never served a, a day in the military. Of course. No, 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 no. I, 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 I didn't mean to imply that I thought that that was I, the case. I, I, yeah. That's not yeah. Um, but, um, he was, you know, I mean, his fighting days was a little bit before our time. So I mean, it was. I, by I the time saw him fight in one fight. And it was that fight against Holmes. Larry Holmes, so, right. And I he was an old man by then. Yeah. yeah. And I remember even then, like, you know, it's maybe one of the first fights I think I watched. And even then, like, I knew, huh, I, Holmes is just, he really is just letting, right. he just doesn't, you know, Holmes is just kind of just, uh, he's carrying him. Right. Fight. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when we were kids growing up, I mean, he was more known for his decon uh, roach killing <laughs> right. commercials than he was for, as a boxer because that's we're, we're, we're you know we're not we're we're old, but we're not that old. I can never tell people saying kills bugs where they breathe or where they breed. Because, <laughs> I'm sure it was, was I'm sure it was breed, but probably right. breed. Could never really uh, yeah. Uh huh. But um, I think that's right when he start when he first. You know, when Parkinson's, I think, was when he was first diagnosed. Oh, was that right? It was around then. When he was okay. Around, yeah, it was decon, what was it called? Decon? Decon. Decon, decon right. yeah. Kills roaches dead, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, by the time we, I started even being remotely aware of boxing, you know, yeah, he was pretty much washed up. And I, I think that I want to say, and maybe I'm completely misremembering this or I'm conflating this with some something else, we watched that fight together and it happened. Could, was it, could it have been on a Halloween night, and we I, watched it in this apartment? I don't think so. Okay, I don't. Think I could so. be. I could be. You know, conflating to. Well, you know, we can we can go to the interwebs and look it up right. and see what what yeah, date I, that I don't, I don't that remember. that fight was. Um, but obviously, a giant of the of the sporting world and the world at large. Also um, for some great some great uh, entertainment, like look up clips of him with Howard Cosell. Oh, those were the great. Tremendous, those were great. Muhammad Ali, being very truculent. Uh-huh. I don't know what truculent means, but it is good. Yeah, I'm truculent. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. 
It was uh, it was 1980. All right, that that's so we were about 11. That makes that makes sense. Let's see if it has the date. If we could find yeah, we're, the, we're, we're ancient. Find the date. Let's see. What date was? Let's see. Magic Interweb says November third. No, that's no. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. All right. Now I'll, I'll click on that and see if that'll give us any kind of. Uh, it I, had, can, I can try it. It says October 1980. Maybe it was. Maybe maybe I could be right. I don't know. I usually have a pretty good memory of these things, but yeah. who knows? Uh, actually, all, not not all that uh, important. Right. But um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been some year for. Uh, and then obviously, for, for, yeah, yeah. And then uh, to use a cliche, American icons. Yeah, yeah Glenn Fry from the Eagles. Right. Although you know, I'm not well, a huge well, Eagles guy, but I shouldn't call it. I shouldn't say uh, David Bowie, an American icon. Right. These are a world, world icon. World icons. Right. A world icon. Icon, of, uh, obviously, you know, and I don't know that Glenn Fry himself was a musical icon, but certainly the Eagles. Right. Huge influence. And, you know, he had a pretty good solo career himself. Did some nice guest stints on Miami Vice back in the <laughs> 80s. <certainly did>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how can you not associate him with Miami Vice? You have to, right? I mean... His whole, just his whole... His yeah. Character, his whole history, yeah, but I mean, he... Music. You would know this better than I, but I mean, apparently he was really the glue that kind of kept those lunatics together in that band, no? I mean, he was kind of the more straight-laced of the bunch who never had... Right? It wasn't Glenn Fry Because I thought one of the things is he was... He was a huge, or maybe it was later in life, but he was like a huge work. He got to be like a big workout fanatic. Mm-hmm. And that was also one of the sad ironies is that, you know, then he got this, this, uh, this, whatever, I forgot what, what it was, but um, that, that sort of prevented him from, from exercising and doing what he wanted to do. But I mean, obviously, Joe Walsh was a lunatic. And yeah. we know that. But yeah. to, again, from our, for if you're a Howard Stern fan and you ever heard <laughs> Joe great, Walsh, great, I mean, yes. he, he's got his act together, you know, later in life, but. When when the Eagles were at their apex, Joe Walsh yeah. was. Uh, it's amazing. Was a it seems like he's only got a few morning socials, but but he, he can still play. Yeah, he and can still play. And, and when he does, when you do hear something, you know, when you can sort of uh, make out what he's saying, the guy's actually very very sharp. Yeah, uh, very sharp. Yeah, he was on an episode of uh, Sonic Highways, which I know you didn't watch that. I didn't see the one with him. I saw his, that was actually the weakest one because that was the one where they concentrated on L.A., which they just for some reason they just didn't do a good job with it. Right. He was the highlight of that. Okay. Episode. Yeah, I watched the Chicago ones when they had uh, that one was good. Rick Neal. Was it no, not uh, Robin? Which who's the guitarist from Cheap Trick? Is it Rick Nielsen or Robin Zander? Robin Zander was the lead singer. Rick Nielsen. Yeah, Rick Nielsen's the guy who had like this seven neck guitar or whatever. Yeah, yeah he, he. I saw him on him. So anyway, we digress. Yes. Um. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been it's been some kind of a year yeah, from, from that perspective. Um. Don't really know how to segue off of that. I guess we can go to some some lighter topics some around. Well, we, we can segue to depressing to, from that to depressing issues such as Yankee and Met offense. <laughs> we could. I, I would actually say that uh, since these these topics sort of embody uh, society at large, I'd say probably the the greatest uh, satirist of, of modern times now is Amy Schumer, and it's not even close. She's brilliant. She's so good, and and I, and I also want to add, we were uh, we were out in front of this thing yes. from the get go, no doubt, no doubt, from yes, the, from the beginning, and now yes. every guest star, and now every every star wants to be on the show, That's and, very and true. is on the show, yeah. And by the way, and, and now, and we same thing with um, with um, 
with Broad, uh, City? Broad City. Yeah, yes. same thing. We were way out ahead of that one, um, and now you know everybody's getting in on that. Yeah, we, we we get spot talent when we see it. Amy Schumer's take on TMZ a couple of weeks ago really? was. If you, if you don't watch Amy Schumer, do yourself a favor and start watching. And watch that yes, one. Yes, you know, yeah, I mean, now I know she's gone mainstream, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's still, she's still, she's, every, every episode just gets, is just better She can still survive those wretched Bud Light commercials she's doing with yeah, Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter. I know. She, she, she produces. And then, I don't know if you saw this most recent episode where, and, I mean, nothing more perfectly to me encapsulates everything that's wrong with today's society and particularly young society than her I'm beautiful no matter what music video yeah, song exactly, exactly. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that was awesome. because because that's it you do you right yeah. that that got into you, yeah, exactly. you, you do, do you, you and just you know and the world doesn't like it they're just haters yeah everybody's a hater god forbid anybody criticize anyone lob a legitimate criticism at anyone for anything then you're a hater man yeah even Taylor Swift man haters gonna hate yeah everybody's a hater well, that was that I think that was that was aimed at uh, one particular Person. The worst human being on the planet. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Who, who, of course, created mayhem in our city last night. I don't know if you're He's aware of that. No. Of that whole. no. Uh, he, he announced some free, some supposedly free concert at Webster Hall, which of course then erupted into complete mayhem, and people couldn't get in, and it was a whole disaster uh, last night. Uh, basically, turned the East Village into a, a war zone yesterday. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's one of the worst good. human beings on the planet. But we digress. So she nails it in this music video. I mean, you know, it's basically the, the whole thing is I can be the worst human being in the world, but I'm still beautiful because I say so. Yeah. I mean, you just say that yeah, you it's are. Sort of, it's like, it's like the, the, it's a, you know, I am beautiful. It's a kind of right. like that, that vibe. Right. Except they're just doing, it's her with her friends. just Doing the worst them. things in the world. Right. But, but they just, if you just keep repeating things, then they then somehow become true. If you're so delusional. I guess apparently people will start to believe. I guess so. Again, I mean, Kanye was perfect right. Case in point. Perfect case in point. Bill Simmons. I mean, are you serious? What about him? Oh, he's a huge Kanye guy. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Kanye. Yeah. The problem with Kanye, he's a genius, but the problem is he knows it. Oh, oh, on that thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know that it means necessarily. No, he's been, he's been talking. No, he's been talking to Kanye. For oh, a while. okay. All right. Yeah, that, I'm. I'm interested to see uh, how that show plays out. Um, you know, that whole promo thing is obviously, I, I assume, is a nod, at the very least, to Bull Durham, to that Kevin Costner speech where, you know, I believe in the right. kisses. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah, I, I, right. I, 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 I mean, that's immediately what it evoked for me yeah. when I saw that. You might have something there. The one thing I do like about that Bill Simmons thing, though, is that yeah, when he says he believes billionaire owners should pay for their own bleeping stadiums. That's very, yeah, that's very good. I have to agree with him on that one. Uh, but yeah, Amy Schumer is absolutely killing it this year. Yeah, that TMZ skip was, was TMZ too. thing is so great. It's so good. Patton Oswalt playing that guy Harvey Levin with his hanging over the cubicle <laughs> yes. with his with his <laughs> cup and his straw, his water <laughs> thing. He's like, yeah, I need stories that you got. Yeah, yeah, I need something sleazy. I need something. I mean, what do you got? Hey, and then and then Tim Meadows as as, as the the, the dude. Bourdain got hit by a car. <laughs> what a loser! What a loser! <laughs> We literally need just one more person to help lift, lift this car off of him. Yeah, of course, they just stand Parts there. Unknown. Yeah, because he does that show, Parts Unknown. What a loser. Yeah, that is awesome. That is so good. Yeah, there there have been uh, some really, really good shows going on lately. We really are in a golden age of television. We are. To, to, you know, we are. To use another over, overused it term. It is an overused term, but it's so much good stuff. It is true. 
And this season of Veep, they're throwing you know this is a perfect game. It is. They're so throwing good. a perfect game. Oh my god, it's so good. It is so good. I mean, when it's Garrett, scary how good it is. I think it was like two or three episodes ago when when uh, you know Selena Meyer, obviously played by Julia Louis Dreyfus, Madam President, makes some comment about being getting get, going into the Matrix, and then Kent, who's who's one of her bosses, Gary Cole, Gary Cole, who's a genius and everything he does. Starts to point out to her the, the, the nuances of the Matrix and that. No, well, actually, ma'am, nobody chooses to live in the Matrix. <laughs> and she shoots him a look that is so just priceless. Ah, it's just genius. It is genius. That show. I need to actually start rewatching it. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably missing. Well, there was. there. They did a little V marathon, I think, last year of season either two or three, and I watched a bunch of them back to back. And yeah, there was tons of stuff that I missed the first time that I picked up. The yeah. second time around, they're just so good. So good. I mean, right now, Sunday nights, you can't get better lineup than Veep and, 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 or GOT and, and Veep. Yes. I right. mean, that's... You were, you were late to the Game of Thrones party. You were, very late. You were, you were a doubter. I didn't get... As, as was I, but I, you know, I, was, I, I came on board, I think, after season... Like maybe, maybe a few months after season one ran. Right. Uh, enough people kept telling me how good it was, and so finally, I just uh, I reluctantly yes, uh, and then I was uh, I was all the way after episode. Well, remember, so the problem with with Game of Thrones for me was that it came out around the same time, I believe, as the Borgias, the Borgias, the Tudors, and there was and, and one other show, Henry VIII, or yeah, whatever. So, and I was like, I basically conflated them and said, oh, it's all it's all essentially the same show. Then I heard. Or saw on like an HBO promo the, the Khaleesi with the dragon, and then that's all I had to. You know? I'm like, oh, it's a show about dragons. Adios, bye bye. <laughs> Thank you very much. No thanks. But then I told you what got me into it is I actually read the first book. Oh, that's right. That's and right. and yeah. then and then I happened to be at my parents' house for a weekend where the weather was horrible. Jim, of course, had every single episode from season one available for me to watch, and I just binge watched it and. I mean, they couldn't have done a better job matching that show, the first season, with the book, the first book. And I was, uh, yeah, clearly I was hooked. And now I'm super happy because probably my favorite character on the whole show is Beck, the Hound. So, uh, or if one of them. If you don't see them die, then uh, you... That's right. That's the, right. The door is always open. That's right. And, and, and I'm, I'm... And I, I thought you... Well, uh, spoiler alert, if you... But, Yes, I thought Ian McShane, who appeared, I thought he might have, I thought he might last more than one. Surprising! I, I was very surprised that an actor of his caliber would would, would sign on to just do a, a one show uh, spot. That that was surprising. Um, Anybody who has any shred of humanity, uh, you're not long for that world. No, you sure aren't. Which is which is why, you know, the Hound probably is not going to last the whole. The whole time, yeah. But you know, so what are they bringing him back for? So I'm, you know, a couple of thoughts. So you know, we were talking about like who's in, in the uh, this trial, this upcoming trial by combat, right? You know, the, the zombie mountain. Right. Should go against Sir Loris. We fought in season one of Jasper. Right. Perhaps uh, the Hound comes back, and you know, maybe he fights the Hound. It's maybe, fun. maybe he links back up with Arya and, and saves her. And again, you know, this is I have to say, I know I'm nitpicking here, but. I mean, she gets stabbed four times and she's still fine. I mean, I mean you know, she's stomach stomach wounds. People uh, often survive stomach wounds. Yeah, I guess. But you know, but I was thinking, I, I don't think that was an accident. Remember, Jock and Agar tells the waif, make sure she doesn't suffer. Right. And when you stab somebody in the stomach, you're really you're trying like that's right. It's a slow, 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 painful death. Right. Exactly. Well, as, so. as, as we learned uh, in uh, Reservoir Dogs. Right. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. As Harvey Keitel points out, it's right. like hell. 
but you could still live for a, a, a yeah, exactly. shot so to the gut. Not out to the dogs. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, definitely. I'll tell you, you know, I, I think I've told you this before, you know, he's an enormous Game of Thrones fan. Who's that? One Laurie Hayden. Is that right? Uh, at, at the end of every show Sunday night, she sends me a text saying how – better, even better than last week, exclamation. <laughs> I mean, she, she is – well, she was down with the books years ago. I mean, she, she and Larry, you know, you know R.I.P., but – they both loved Game of Thrones, the books. It's her especially. She lo- that's right, brother. She loves anything fantasy, science fiction, right, all that jam. stuff. She loves that. That's her jam. She loves it. So, yeah, my grandmother is down with GOT. She loves it. Random thought about GOT. Yeah. And this is pretty random. There's so many things you can cover. But the Iron Islands, first of all, the Ironborn suck. I mean, they're just they're so lame. That's the a great Iron choice, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're, just, they're just terrible at everything. They're just yeah. terrible people. Lame. They're terrible at everything. Yeah. Is there any bigger waste of waterfront property than the Iron Islands? <laughs> so I don't think should, they could do an episode where like, they get bought up by the, by the Corcoran Group. Right. And then they rebrand. Right. They become like, you know, the Iron Islands. They call them like Iris. Right. Maybe like Iris Coca or something like that. <laughs> Man. They could be, you know, they they could, could, you know so they the, you know, the, the castles at Iron Islands. <laughs> yes. Welcome home. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So you got a bunch of, uh, bunch of bearded, ju- you know, uh, knuckleheads, that's right. Jackasses, that's you know, right. Uh, you know, brewing their own beer. Yes, here's yeah. awesome mead for my for my mates. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then, um, then you got a flag in a And then you get Good bitter sir. people like us saying, right. "When I was growing up, I had to, I had to, I had to endure these things. <laughs> I didn't look I'm still alive. And now I got to watch these jackasses <laughs> brewing their freaking artisan beer. <laughs> Thanks, Corcoran Group. Uh, yeah, the Irish. Iris Koga. Pretty Welcome much. Home. Yes, 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 right, indeed. That's right. uh, so a little commentary on, yeah. re- on district rebranding. Yeah, yeah. Or, and or gentrification. What a, what a yes. disaster. Uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. You, know, you don't know what it's like to live in this neighborhood now. That's that's true. Although <laughs> it could be a lot worse. Yeah, given Fallujah. That, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Give, I mean, people, people living in, you know, yeah, yeah. We, and we're complaining because we have to. Every now and then, we have to walk out of the way of a stroller. That's right. We exactly. have to really, really, very, very hard, life. very tough. Yes. Poor me. Poor me. That's exactly right. Although, speaking of the strollers, and then we'll take a quick break. I mean, they're they're an, an upper middle class white, fairly new mother with a baby in a stroller. I don't know if you know this. The new rule is they they all common. Courtesy is now they, they are exempt. They are on the street. They are exempt. They are they exempt the from any shred of common courtesy. Because Aaron, I don't know if you understand. They're they're carrying life around with something, them. Something you could never you understand. Could understand that. So so if I'm on the sidewalk and you're on the sidewalk and our paths are, are about to merge, I, I won't move one inch yeah, to get out of your way. Like, even, like, even, you know what? Even just make a, like an empty gesture. No. A curb your enthusiasm, empty gesture where you put yes. maybe a centimeter. No. You know, no, no. No, no, no I, sir. To be fair, I, you know, in my hood, I, actually, I, I have seen some who were very cognizant and like, you know, but it's just, it seems like it's the, it's it, the exception. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that, and then there's also the, everything my child does is phenomenal. Yeah, everything so, my kid does is great. So, including, up into and including... Just letting them hey, roll. Zach is going to his songwriting <laughs> class. He's four. He's going to a songwriting class. Oh, that that yeah, one, that, that reminded me. I don't know if you've seen this. By the way, there are so many commercials on television right now that enrage me to no end. But there's <laughs> one. They're all horrible. They're all terrible. But they, although there's one that's actually pretty funny right now about a guy and a girl going on a date, and he's, he's like, "I'll send you a vague text." 
that doesn't really let you know what my intentions are. She's like, and I'll wait two days to respond. And like, he's like, I'm never going to see you again. I'm like, she's like, no. And I'm like, didn't wish everything would have this kind of honesty. Whatever. But then there's one for one of the bank cards or whatever where let's see where my little guy can go, uh, take on my little guy on his first big trip. The kid is, I'm going to say, six years old. And then they're in London because that's what a six-year-old needs is a fancy trip to London because what can, who, who more to appreciate world travel than a six-year-old? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, has everyone gone yeah, out yeah, of well, their minds? Can I even capture the, the our contemporary mores? <laughs> I mean, has everyone gone completely yeah, yeah, out of their yeah, minds? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. For the most part. All right. We're Vey. not talking about you, Jasmine. You're doing good work. <laughs> you're one of the few. Oi, Vey Robin. All right. We'll, uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back right after this. Here on a Monday evening edition of Jamal about sports, that of course not so much not so much sports tonight. No, no, but you know that's that's, yeah, that's no, we like to mix it up. We like to mix it up occasionally. You know, we're, we're we like to uh, think of ourselves as uh, well-rounded individuals. We have other interests outside of the world of sports, uh, of course, music and and, and TV. And, right. and movies. Yes. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> and, yeah, and, uh, that's really which, all you need. Which is really all you need, and which is which is quite a lot, frankly. Uh, more than most. So, yeah. Uh, we'll pat ourselves on the back there. That, of course, was, was the aforementioned Erotic City by Prince. I remember uh, I was talking to this girl. Uh, this was like maybe a couple years back. And, um, I, you know, it's, we're talking about like, TV. Yeah. And, like... She hadn't. She didn't know who Louis C.K. was. Hmm. And I remember thinking. I remember thinking. Predictably, it, it didn't. It, it didn't go anywhere. You know. I just, but I remember thinking to myself like afterwards. And actually, I verbalized to somebody else. Yeah, you know. I found it troubling that she never heard of Louis C.K. And then I added, and I'm sure she found it equally troubling that all this idiot could do is talk about movies <laughs> and TV. So yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly. I mean, we like we. I think we're a little informed uh, about the world at large as well, from a political standpoint. I understand what's going on in the world, but I mean, really, really, what else is there to talk about? I mean, yeah, exactly. I, first of all, I mean, you can talk about your your, your tra- you know traveling about you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you could. Who really wants to talk about somebody's trip to you know to? It's a personal thing. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, look. I think I think traveling is a good topic of conversation. Um, I, I traveling to me is one of those things where I never want to do it, but after I've done it, I'm always happy that right. I did. It. Well, because who wants to get on a plane? Who wants to just the anxiety? Of, like, Such a production. Once, once you're out there, right. and then you, you know, right. then you, and it is absolutely good to, to explore as much of the world as, as one can. Um, there's no question about that. But um, yeah. By the way, I must point out um, since we were talking about music uh, to to our listener. Uh, that uh, I got to finally see you play live, my man, and, yeah, my, and, and allow me to say coming out. my pleasure. And uh, not that I had any doubt, but uh, 
quite impressed. You definitely got some serious skills, and it was a real. I really got a kick out of watching you play. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, sir. You were very welcome. That was good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff and a good band too. Good band. I nice little uh, tenor sax getting in the in the mix. Yeah, good. Richie can play. I like the drummer. You know, rhythm section. You and the drummer had a nice little thing going there. Uh, keyboard, pretty good. I, you know, I like the the, the the woman lead singer. She's very good. She's 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 got she's good no pipes. She's attractive. She, she uh, moves well. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's good. She's really good. And all original stuff. No covers. Right. Well, you kind of did yeah, a little cover. Delirious. 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 Little, little, by the way, nice spot out of you. Uh, that was your idea, correct? Yes, correct. And nice spot out of you choosing that song and not what every other person in the world did, which was Purple Rain right. or, or Let's Go Crazy. crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, and we hit it in the middle of a different of another song. We sort of Right. Uh, and that's exactly right. You inter- inter- intertwined it with one of your own original jams, which I thought was also nice and creative. Yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. Well done. I'm glad, glad you enjoyed it. it, was, it was a fun I game. mean, it was no Adam Levine doing Purple Rain, because, right. I mean, that yeah. guy's just off the charts. Oh. He's so great. Oh. I know that's your guy. Oh. <laughs> that is oh, your he, guy. He makes me, he's, uh, he just makes me <laughs> nuts. That guy's smug face. Uh, yeah, I know. He's not, uh, I know you're not a fan. Uh, and then I think I told you this also, the the guys from the band Train. Um, yeah, you were telling me they, did some, they actually did some quality Led Zeppelin. Well, they did a live performance of Led Zeppelin 2 over the weekend at, at Irving Plaza, but they were on Howard's show on, I want to say, Wednesday in studio doing a couple of the tunes live. And, of course, when I first heard it, I, of course, my first instinct was to say, this is sacrilege. How dare, especially Train. I mean, you can't get <laughs> to me anyway. Yeah. I love the Pat Monahan is a guy. Think, I, I think I've heard great guy. songs by them. And, and I've been, they're, I mean, they're pop hits, whatever. They're right. pop they're, hits. They're innocuous. They're yeah. completely inane, benign. Yeah, it's bubble gum. Yeah. Look, Pat Monahan's the lead singer. I only know him from the show. From Howard, he, he seems like a really super down to earth, nice, genuine, nice guy. To be fair, these are guys that struggle playing in coffee shops in San Francisco right. for, years. It for years. These guys they're, they're, they're the real deal from that perspective. These guys love music, and there's I just don't particularly like their brand of music. But they did a really good, uh, they did a really good job covering Led Zeppelin too. Which again, I, I, it's almost sacrilege to say such right. a thing. Uh, and I'm sure Super Zeppelin heads would, would not be happy about it. But yeah. you know what? I mean, the guy said, look, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And, yeah, I was afraid. You know, at first I was a little trepidatious about doing this. But you, you could tell that – I mean, first of all, he does a great Robert Plant. A great Robert Plant. It, it definitely shows some range. No, not no easy to do. And, he, and remember, he's doing this at like 8 o'clock in the morning too, yeah. which is always the hardest time for singers to sing, right? It's first thing in the morning. And um, – and then you could tell the musicians in his band, those guys work their asses off practicing, you know, the Jimmy Page licks. Although I will say the bassist struggled with some of the John Paul Jones bass lines, particularly when they did the Lemon song. Right. Well, that's a very difficult song to try to cop that kind of... Right. What he, what he does on that song, I mean, every every bassist should have to go to school on that song. That is a treasure trove right. of, of bass, of uh, blues licks. And he, he's yeah. just, he's a monster. He was the secret weapon of that band. Oh yeah, I mean, I always, I, I, I mean, before and his keyboard I, work was great too. Yeah, before I even knew anything about 
really about music. I mean, I, I that was one of the things that always drew me to to Led Zeppelin, and particularly that's I think the first Led Zeppelin album I ever bought was was Led Zeppelin too. It wasn't Led Zeppelin one or Led Zeppelin four, which were probably, I think at the time a little bit more popular. Right. Uh, probably four, f- four, four because that's Stairway to Heaven, and right. Oh, by the way, speaking of Stairway to Heaven, you realize that they're actually being uh, they're in the middle of litigation now. An early, like late sixties, early seventies band that they used to travel with and tour with, called Spirit, mm-hmm. released a song, uh, you know, back then called Taurus, where there's like a, there's a little kind of descending guitar lick, which absolutely that's where Jimmy Page got the idea for Stairway to Heaven. Right. You listen to it; right. it's a hundred percent. It's a descending. It's definitely where he got the idea. Right. Uh, both, you know, for that lick and for, and like rhythmically, but it's just it's just a descending one. It's like I, I don't I don't know how they get how they how they're suing. Hmm. You know, it's like, it, and there's plenty of songs in jazz and, and modern music that use that same descending progression, which, hmm. uh, you know, if, if you if you listen to it, you'll you hear what I'm talking about. But like, so yeah, so that was actually in the Times today. That that's, huh. uh, that that's, you know, I don't know how long this has been going on. I mean, you know, obviously it's there with Adam. Well, and they also now. were, I think, I mean, I think there was, there was some liberties taken with a lot of uh, uh, sort of... Um, Obscure blues artists too than a lot of their songs. Half the songs on on Zeppelin tour are right. covers, right? You know, or right. cleverly disguised covers. I right. Think they, like like you know, a whole lot of lot. I think they did wind up giving uh, yeah giving royalties for that. Right. I mean, that's but it's funny. Like you hear the music, you hear the stuff. You know, years later, like yeah. you know, where they got it. From. Right. Well, Babe, I'm gonna leave you was a cover. That's not on Led Zeppelin too. I know, but I mean, right. I think that was a cover, um, which is one of their. I mean, at the end of that song is just ridiculous. What they do on that is so good. Yeah. By the way, another guy who, you know, a hit maker, uh, again, heard on Howard. Howard's actually been killing it lately with the musical guests. Uh, Steve Miller, um, recently inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and proceeded to and take he was, down yeah, he was not impressed the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What? I, I mean, awesome. Yeah. I mean, he, and he's, and he's, he's spot on. I mean, he could not be more spot on um, about the way, I mean, it's, it's, well, first of all, he is not a Jan Wenner fan, and apparently Jan Wenner, you know, publisher of Rolling Stone or, mm-hmm. you know, founder of Rolling Stone, apparently is a, he wields a lot of influence. He basically calls everybody in the music business on the, on the business side a bunch of gangsters. I mean, and, but he, I mean, he, he makes... Gangsters of Love. Well, right? exactly, which was, you know, he actually had a song called Gangsters of Love, and then he added that lyric, obviously, when he did Space Cowboy. Um, but, so, you know... Um, Fly Like an Eagle, right? That's a riff from a song he did with the Beatles, if you can... Is that right? Yeah. In 1969, he got in. He got to sit in with uh, McCartney and George Harrison in like a jam session, and they made this song that never really went anywhere. The Beatles chose not to record it or do anything that's with it. And he's that. playing that riff. Yeah, I had no that's idea. Yeah. I'm at, I'm, as soon as I get home, I'm yeah, you know what? I mean, let's see. If, let's see if we can find it now because it's called uh, what was the hell? Steve Miller. Let's see. That is that's fascinating. I've never heard that. Uh, I had no idea. I'd never heard it either. Um, yeah, it's called Brave New World. I think is the name is maybe the name of that song. No, that's the name of the album. Shoot. Oh, My Dark Hour. That's right. That was the name of the song. Let's see if we can find it here. Let's see if this will play. You can hear it. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, here you go. 
Footnote, My Dark Hour were performed by a moonlighting Paul McCartney, blowing off some steam after a particularly rough day in the studio with the Beatles in 1969. Uh, apparently those were all rough days uh, at that point. Steve Miller happened to be around. Hi, how you doing? Is the studio free? It looks like it is now, mate. Mind if I use it? So, yeah, so they ended up basically playing together, and he, uh, Steve Miller's playing that riff. And so shouldn't, I shouldn't say it's the Beatles, but it was McCartney, and I thought George Harrison too, but maybe not. Um, as McCartney modestly noted, My Dark Hour is a pretty good track. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And so he lay, later used that, obviously, in one of his, probably his biggest hit was, well, not his biggest, but one of his biggest hits was Spotlight like the Eagle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And one of, his other, like, one of his best songs, was what, which for whatever reason wasn't on his greatest hits album, was uh, Shibata Do Mama. That's the song that Howard used to talk about all the time. So I'm glad it's one of the funkiest songs. Okay. It's a great song. Okay. A lot of, a lot of good bass in that song. But um, the Beatles or Steve no, Miller? No, Steve Miller. Steve Miller, yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, I know Howard used to talk he about He was a really interesting song. interview. You know, I, at first I was like, Steve Miller, you know, whatever. Man, I was big. I was super into him, like, my freshman year of college. Also, I mean, anybody I mean, who spent, spent time in a, in a college dorm has heard great best of Steve oh, Miller. Oh, yeah. In heavy, heavy rotation. Oh, Maybe yeah. Maybe not now, but... But, I, yeah, I mean, the summer between... My senior year of high school, my freshman year of college, I wore that tape out up, yeah, on, up, up yeah, on Cape Cod. Yeah, yeah. pretty much everybody. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I wore that thing out. I loved it. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is actually, you know, what the, this is going to be titled Jamal About Sports, The Music Show. <laughs> the Musical Hour. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's going to be. And you know what? We'll wrap it up with this. Yeah, well, maybe, if the, again, maybe the Yanks might want to score more than one run a game. You know, maybe we'll talk about them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... At least your your squad can pitch. We can pitch, and... um, I scored less runs than than we have, by the way. I know, three. I saw that. Three less runs on the year. You know, look, the Mets live and die die by the home run. Um, And Terry Collins sits there and says, well, we're not a hit-and-run team, as if if he has no control over that, as if it's some some separate entity that he's not involved in that process. We're not a... Well, maybe if you would actually call for the hit and run, particularly when Cespedes on a day when Cespedes isn't in the lineup, and you know Duda's out, hurt, Darno's out. I mean, they had three starters on the DL: Darno, Wright, and Duda. Wright to me is not that he's, big a deal. Right, he may be done. Yeah, he's probably done. But this is this is classic Mets. The guy already has a bad back. Right, they have to monitor him very carefully to see if he can play four or five times a week to begin with. Then he's got a herniated disc in his neck. Rather than just immediately put him on the DL, right? Immediately put him on the DL, 15-day DL, and then see what happens. And if you do it at a certain point, you can retroactively and you can get him off. No, 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 no. The Mets just sit around for four days while they give him an injection and they wait 48 hours. Then they wait another 40 hours. So now they're playing a man down, of course. And then, of course, they get into it. And then, so Terry Collins thinks it wise in a rubber game against the White Sox last week on that day with an off day the next day to rest Cespedes on that day. So you're already a man down. You rest your best hitter. But much like you put your net monitor in a very tough position <laughs> you're playing man down. That's which right. is not a good standing way to play. No, it's not. Uh, you know, yes, exactly. It puts a, puts a strain on So, of course, the Mets got into, you know, go into an extra inning game, 13 innings, and, and end right. up losing. You and, know. And, and walk 13 times and still score one run. Right, and still score one run. Look, they rebounded. They scored. They, they took two out of three on the road against the Marlins. They scored some runs. They, you know, obviously they get shut out. But, you know, like the, the game on Sunday – to me, the, the much bigger story there. One nothing, right? it, it, yeah, Harvey pitched seven great innings though, and really shouldn't have given up energy. Get screwed by Blue. He had a guy struck out on a pitch that he'd been giving Fernandez the whole game. Doesn't give it to Harvey. Two pitches later, guy hits a double. Next guy hits a single. Yeah, I knew we were going to lose one nothing. I knew that was going to happen. But to me, the much more important story there: Harvey back to back great 
outing. Seven innings, seven shutout against Chicago. Seven innings, one run against the Marlins. Um, he turns it around. Look out! I mean, your pitchers have been. Well, that's the thing. And 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 you know what? I I, I think they're going to hit. Uh, they they will hit more than they have. I mean, Granderson's still hitting two hundred five. I mean, that's got to that's got to improve. Um, you know, the the big question is: Can Flores fill in capably for 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 right or do they have to make a move and get a third baseman? Um, and I like the James Loney pickup. You want Chase Headley? You want him? No, thank you. No, no thank you, no. sir. No, guy, I'd, be, I'd look to get. No, I'll trade. We'll tra- okay, we'll, all right. We'll, all right, we'll trade tra- Chase Headley. Uh huh. We'll, sh- we'll uh, chase and Shreve. Uh huh. And we'll throw in. Let's see. We'll throw in. Who should we throw in? Um, will, will you give me Dustin Atlin? Oh, no, he's hurt. Yeah, um, he's hurt. Um, maybe Austin Romine Lettuce. Yeah, no, because no, we need no. catching depth. No. Uh, we'll, we'll throw, oh, Aaron Hicks. We'll throw in Aaron Hicks. Okay, you give me Syndergaard <laughs> and uh, I, thought and I thought you were going to at least say like Wheeler or something, but no, no, give yeah. me Syndergaard. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, our two best players, our yeah. two best young players. Oh, no, you, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Hmm? Now, I mean, like I said, I, I, I'm not going. Oh, by the way, this is inspired by two back-to-back calls I, I heard uh, on someone calling up uh, Francesa. Uh-huh. One saying. Yeah, the Mets. Why don't they? How come they don't just tra- trade for Arenado today? This is a couple. No, it's not oh, last week. Okay, let's, let's, try, let's trade for Arenado. Yeah. Okay, so you want the best best right. player in baseball? Who are you, are you going to? You just want to get him? Yeah. yeah. Nolan Arenado, third baseman for the Rockies, he was tremendous. He's not just a product of Coors Field. He's the best defensive third baseman in baseball by a lot, and he's a phenomenal hitter. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, why don't we trade for, for Arenado? No. And then somebody else called up and said. Uh, well, yeah, it seems like you know Todd Frazier's going to be a free agent uh, after next year. Maybe why don't, the Mets get him for cheap, right? Uh, no, because they're in a pennant race and he's their best player. So yeah, I don't think they're going to. You can just. So, I yeah, mean, so anyway, so, yeah, if, if the White Sox, the by the way, White Sox have been a wretched baseball team for the last month. If they continue to implode, you might be able to revisit that at the All Star at the trading deadline. Not right now. Yeah, exactly. To me, the, the teams that you look to to trade with right now for the Mets, and you're looking for a, a somewhat long term. To third solution third base is either Nooney, your guy. Of course, at 340. Right. Or Trevor Plouffe, who's a regular third I base. Mean, I, still, I still marvel at how you can be good with a name like Trevor Plouffe. I, I mean, it, it, he should play for the Cardinals. That's, he should be on the Cardinals. <laughs> he Plouffe. really should. Oh, oh, he will be. Along with, oh, Pisc- along with Piscotti and Hazel Baker and Colton Wong and all these other guys. Yeah. Surprisingly, they have not pitched well. No, they have not pitched well. Walk has been bad and Wainwright's been bad. Um... So I would look at Trevor Plouffe. I would look at Eduardo Nunez. Uh, I would look. Oh yeah! By the way, good luck. I know he's not a good fielder. I know. Yeah. I know. Wait, wait to see how exasperated. I know. I know. No, I know. I know. Um, and who was there? Was one other thought I had. Well, I like the James Loney pickup. I know he's not a power hitter, but he's a pretty good glove, and he's a contact hitter. He's a two eighty career hitter. Mets need a guy that draws some walks and doesn't strike out. Um, and so far, he's actually had already a couple of big hits for them. So I'm perfectly fine. Uh, he's good. To, to paraphrase Jason Garrett, the Red Robot, he's a good baseball player. Right. He has been for right. a long time. Yeah, he's a good, solid player. I mean, he's a good, solid player. And in that lineup, he works. You, when you get power from a lot of other positions, you can live with a first baseman that is not a slugger. As long as he hits for a decent average and, and has I've a good luck. Yeah. So I'm perfectly fine with that. But here we go again with the injuries. So Juan Lagares makes a sick, ridiculous diving catch. Saturday night to save the game, basically, for the Mets. Uh, keep the game at 4-3. Um, and uh, stays in the game, gets a hit, steals a base, smartly slides head first to put more pressure on his stuff because he hurt his thumb while making this ridiculous diving catch in left center field. 
So the next day, they show him on, 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 in the dugout, in the bed. his thumb is so swollen, he can't even get his glove on it. I mean, why wouldn't you just instantly put him on the disabled list? So now, no, 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 they wait around. Apparently the Marlins, because that's a, that's a real first-rate organization over there, have no doctors that can examine him. So they have to wait to fly him back to New York today to look at him. So, of course, the Mets played a guy short again yesterday. Um, it's unbelievable. So, so then they look at him today. He's got torn ligaments, but they're not, he's not going to have surgery. He's gonna, but now but he can't – so they're not putting him on the DL, but he can't play for the next three days. He can only pinch run. So now I'm going to be a man down again for – why do the Mets struggle with – these are not hard decisions, guys. Put him on the damn DL for two weeks. See if the thumb gets any better. Call somebody up from the minors can actually play. So they, especially the National League, where your bench is already short anyway because nobody carries three catchers anymore, and everybody's got 12 pitchers. It's ridiculous. It makes zero sense. I, I mean, Sammy Olsen, this is, a, this, is the, this is Omar Minaya type incompetence. I thought all this stuff was supposed to go away. I, I don't understand this. <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't – well, these are not hard decisions, guys. It's very simple. It just if, your put, team, if your team starts – yeah, no, but again, you know, if your team starts to hit a little bit, you're, you'll be you'll be fine. No, they're going to be fine. Look, they haven't played that great, and they're what two games, one in the loss column behind the Nationals, and the Nationals have been playing. You know, Daniel Murphy is playing lights out. He's hitting his his batting average on ground balls is five hundred. That's almost impossible to do. Exactly. That is not going to last all year. Uh, no, not if you're playing against the Yankees. You've got the worst spray charts in the major leagues. <laughs> Every, any ball's hit on the ground is a base hit because they've got the ladder position. Improbably. Well, I'm surprised with Loose Leaf Joey over there not getting yeah, that right. Yeah, Joey Loose Leaf's having a rough season. Well, I would. You know, the Yankees have scored three runs or less than 60% of I the I mean, that's, dude, that's the thing. Look, I, you guys got. Nobody can hit. It's a, it's a, you can't hit. Your, your manager's completely handcuffed. Well, I mean, look, dude. Pitchers, the starters can't go more than five to five or six. You've gotten pretty good starting pitching. Uh, recently, they have. Right. But, well, but they've also had the two worst starters in the league. But in Severino and uh, and Pineda, two yeah. worst starting pitchers in the league. And Novo is always uh, victim to the one bad inning. Uh, Evaldi, every Vaughn's, time you want to trust him, then he gives yeah, a stinker I, I, like yeah, the night. Tanaka's been very good. Sabathia's been surprisingly good. And obviously your bullpen is, is lights out. A little bit, but I mean that's going to happen. Unfortunately, they've got no other other uh, relievers who can, you know. Sam Goody got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys, I mean, look, look at you your lineup. Your lineup is it's wretched. It's horrific. I, mean, I knew they were going to be bad. I, mean, I don't even think I expected them to be this bad. I mean. Horrific. And also, you got guys going to play just without a clue, no plan. Guys taking, you know, first pitch strikes right down the middle and swinging two pitches in the dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, three guys, guys swinging three one, you know, down two ones, guys swinging three, three one pitches over their heads. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's infuriating oh, watching Yankee baseball. Yeah, it's, on, it's, on, it's untenable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just go around, just go around a dime. I mean, first base is a disaster. Second base, Castro's been okay. He's been fine. Right, right. I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Second, I mean, Castro's about a number season. Seven, number seven hitter at best. Yeah, I'm saying he's done okay. I mean, he's done okay. Yeah. Gregorius is okay. Gregorius uh, is, yeah. He's Headley's been high lately. Not, he stinks. He's terrible. And I'm, I'm not a big Gregorius guy at all. No, huh? No. No, for a guy who's like, he's such a great defensive shortstop, he's, he's an almost guy. Right. Everything's gotcha. almost. He's never, he never, right. he's never finished play. You know, he makes a great play, can't get the ball out of his glove. Right. He makes the play, you know, spikes the ball. It's, it's, 
See, it's it's, it's hard. It's hard for me because I didn't catch a you know against the Red Wings cost the game against the Red Sox. We didn't catch a you know, one of those over the shoulder pop ups. Right, so Jeter catches a hundred times out of a hundred. Right. See, uh, I'm not. I'm not a big glorious guy. Yeah, it's hard for me because I don't watch. You know, all obviously every Yankee game. Obviously, a lot of time they're on the same time as the Mets. All. Right. But I do see the occasional good play he makes, and when he doesn't, when 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 Kenny Rose colored glasses is doing the game, it. I mean, so it's. You know, I mean, Kenny Singleton. Oh, I, he had a good pass at that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he did it again last night. I mean, you know, just go one for 12. That guy. Oh, he had a good swing at that. I mean, he... T- so, he, he so, yeah, we want to praise the guy for fouling the ball off when he should have hit it 450 yeah. feet. Ken, Ken, Kenny finds it hard to oh, find right. anything wrong with, right. with the Yanks. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. funny. Best broadcasters in the business? Yanks, not so much. They're not strong. They're not strong. But yeah, overall, I'm not that concerned about the Mets. It's such a long season. I figure they'll figure it out. They're going to hit more. Uh, and again, they haven't even really had a good Harvey yet, except for the last two starts. They're going to get Wheeler back, presumably, sometime in July. Cologne's been fine as a fifth starter. She's more than fine. As I mean, a yeah. So Matt's I mean, been excellent. Yeah, Matt's has been really good. Syndergaard's stud, and and and, 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 and DeGrom has been this really good his last start. three starts. It's the first start they made against the Yankees three right. years ago, two years ago. Yeah, years two, ago. two. I think two. Yeah, two. I want to say the Yankees won that game one nothing. That's two. correct. Um, and you would he, be correct. He's been great. Man. Yeah. And this in the beginning of this year, he, his stuff didn't look that good, but he was still finding ways to give you six, seven solid innings. Yeah. But now lately, he's looked back to more like his old dominant self. So, yeah. I mean, the Mets are fine. They have a couple of leaks in the bullpen here or there, but actually Addison Reed has been phenomenal in the eighth inning as long as Collins doesn't overuse him. Familia's had a couple of hiccups, but to me, that's all on Terry Collins. You don't bring your closer in within a non-safe situation. Yeah, 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 a, couple, a couple of hiccups against the Doyers. Yeah, well then, I mean, to me, Sunday night was a direct result of... Chase off lead yeah, why I turned it off, so... But Sunday night was a direct result of Collins using him Friday night. So I don't even blame Familia for that. And then actually, to be fair to Collins, he did learn his lesson in a game against the Marlins Friday night. He had Familia up because it was a safe situation. And we added on. Then Rene Rivera hit a two-run homer to put it not in a safe situation. Uh, and then Collins wisely didn't have Familia pitch anyway. So uh, maybe he's actually learning his lesson. Mm. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Yeah, we, we went over the hour mark. That's okay. We? That's all right. We're allowed. But uh, fun well, work. Perhaps, on, perhaps we're going to increase, increase our, our listenership by, uh, by branching out a little bit. I, I believe we may. We, we may be polarizing. Yeah, those are, those are uh, you know, their, their sports. Might not, might, not, might not be so appreciated. We, we, may, we may go in a whole different direction. We'll see. We're going to retool, and uh, we'll, we'll come back better than ever. All right, that Very is good. it. And, by the way, I'm happy to report that we did not talk one second about the NBA because it is not even worth talking about. And that will do it. That's, what, that's basketball, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. All right. And we are out of here. Peace out.